0: Introduction This is a story about an 11-year-old boy named Ryder. Ryder just graduated 5th grade and was looking forward to a summer filled with adventures and fun with his friends. He was gearing up to be a big, bad 6th grader when he received news that would change everything. He and his family were moving away. A new business opportunity for his dad was taking the entire family to a new town that would be so different from the big city he grew up in, and this meant starting over. But before we go on, let's go back and learn a little bit more about our boy Ryder. Ryder's family and friends called him Ryder He's starting to wonder if he might be outgrowing that nickname, but for now, he doesn't mind it too much. Ryder has always been an adventurous kid. When he was a baby, he would climb on anything humanly possible, and even some things that seemed humanly impossible. Those climbs usually resulted in a big jump at the end, making those around him gasp with fear. He is brave and funny and loves to get a laugh out of others. He has a really big imagination, like, really big. It can sometimes get away from him. He loves dogs, comic books, taking pictures, watching action movies, pulling off daredevil stunts. And as a recent hobby, he likes to drive his big brother nuts. Speaking of his big brother, Ryder's brother is a teenager named James. Hello. Who he loves and loathes. James is in a cool phase since he just got his driver's license. And this has been driving Ryder nuts lately. See you, bro. Ryder's parents love him an alarming amount, if you ask him. They're always telling him what to do, setting limits on his stunts, and making sure he drinks enough water. But other than the normal parenting stuff, they're pretty cool. Ryder is growing up fast, his interests are changing, and he's starting to mature. So this isn't a great time for a big life change. Nonetheless, the move has to happen. And that brings us up to speed, having just moved from a big city in California to, well, not a big city, in another state. Life just got turned upside down for Ryder, leaving us to the first day in the new house. Chapter 1, The First Day. It was the very first day in the new house. The moving trucks had just pulled into their long driveway, and Ryder's family was patiently waiting to start unloading their belongings. Ryder isn't a very patient person, and since he was still adjusting to all the things that came with moving right before starting sixth grade, he was going to make his own plan for the morning. He wasn't ready to battle through his brother and parents to get his boxes out of the truck, not to mention that sounded boring. Instead, he thought his time would be better spent exploring the new backyard. So he grabbed his instant print camera from the backseat of mom's car and headed out to the huge backyard to explore the new surroundings. The backyard was made up of three acres, about the size of three football fields. The grass was perfectly green. And the house was trimmed with planters filled with all sorts of plants and flowers. The entire yard was surrounded by trees and was enclosed by an old wooden fence that was well overdue for repairs. With all that space, Mom had big plans to build a garden and maybe a chicken coop. Ryder and his brother had already started dreaming up their own plans for a big pool with a slide. After all, It would be the least his parents could do since they forced him to move at such a crucial time in his life. Regardless of whether his parents agreed with that logic or not, there was definitely space for all of it. Ryder was making his way further from the house and deeper into the backyard when he hit a rock that was covered by overgrown grass. He and his camera both went flying into the air (gasps) and crashed on the ground. The camera landed first, upside down, somehow triggering the shutter button, taking the funniest picture of Ryder on his way down. Just my luck, Ryder said as he got up and began to dust himself off. He picked up his camera and saw the picture. He had a good laugh at the face he had made (laughs) while falling. He gave the photo a good shake and stuffed it into his back pocket. Ryder dusted off the camera, and just as he picked his head up to continue exploring the yard, he spotted it. a big green frog. It was hopping back toward the woods behind his house where his mother specifically told him not to go. The edge of their backyard bordered a large wooded area. This was common for the town they had just moved to. Neighboring houses were spread really far apart and all of them had large properties with big trees. Based on the research he had done on the long drive to the new house, and internet search from his tablet. Their new town was home to an abundance of wildlife. He had expected to see wild animals, although he hadn't thought it would be so soon, let alone in his own yard. Ryder was so excited. He followed the frog all the way through the backyard, hoping to snap a picture of it. But the frog was quick and hopped beyond the tree line and into the woods. Ryder stopped and watched as the frog hopped deeper and deeper into the woods, missing his opportunity to get the picture he hoped for. It was very tempting to follow the frog into the woods. He really wanted a better look, but that was as far as he was allowed to go. So he waited in hopes the frog would come back. But after waiting for what felt like a lifetime, there was no sign of it. Ryder was rather impressed with himself that he didn't break that rule on the first day but there was always tomorrow. He made his way back to the driveway to see the progress his family had made unloading the moving truck. Dad had brought riders' boxes of belongings out of the truck, setting them on the driveway in a neat pile. Being 11 had come with some new perks as well as downfalls. For example, as a perk, he was allowed to stay up later and ride his bike all the way to the park by himself. As a downfall, he now had to do things like carry his own boxes. Ugh. The audacity of his family, making him be responsible for his own things. This is gonna take a while, he said, as he slumped his shoulders down, grabbed a box and dragged his feet to his room. He took many trips in the same manner, back and forth from the driveway to his room that day. By the time he was finished, he was rather exhausted. So he flopped down to sit on his floor in the middle of his room. He could hear his brother shuffling boxes around in his room, which was directly across from Ryder's. His music was blasting, and Ryder could hear him singing along. If you call a high-pitched whining and skipping every other word a form of singing. Even though Ryder technically had another hour before he had to go to bed, he was ready to call it an early night. He had big plans for the next day. Chapter 2. The Night of Croaks Ryder looked around, his new room filled with boxes, feeling almost optimistic about all the things he could do in his new space. From his pocket, he pulled out the crumpled picture of himself falling down and straightened it up, setting it on his desk. Epic, he laughed. I'll pin that on my corkboard as soon as I get it unpacked. Whenever that will be, he said. He threw on the only pair of pajamas he could find and climbed into bed. Mom popped in to say goodnight and kissed him on his head. She checked in on how he was feeling after a long day and encouraged him to stay positive and open to new experiences through this transition. I'm going to try mom, Ryder muttered and closed his eyes. Usually, he lay awake in bed, imagining all sorts of things, but there was no energy for that tonight. Moving was hard work. Just as he was drifting off to sleep, he heard a super loud croak. He flew right out of bed and over to the window to see if it was the same frog from earlier. It was so dark outside, he couldn't see it, but he could hear it, and it was loud. He knew he wouldn't be able to find his flashlight that he usually keeps by his bed. It was probably in one of the many boxes piled around his room. So he stared out his window even harder, hoping to develop animal-like eyes that would adapt to the dark. But that, unfortunately, did not work. Eventually, he gave up and tried to go back to sleep. But every time he shut his eyes, he'd hear another loud croak. Ah. It was almost as if the frog knew when he was about to shut his eyes because it would croak again right as his eyelids started to fall. Ah! Ryder groaned. How am I supposed to sleep with that frog outside croaking? I feel like he's purposely trying to annoy me. I'm going to catch that frog tomorrow, he promised himself. And off to sleep he went. Well, that is he tried his best to sleep. After a long night of tossing and turning to the sound of the croaking frog, it was finally morning, which meant it was breakfast time. Ryder ran down the creaky wooden stairs and past the kitchen table in a rush. He was headed outside to catch that frog when his mother stopped him at the door. James peered around the kitchen wall to shout, busted, at Ryder. Mom asked him why he was rushing out without eating breakfast. He took a deep breath and passionately spit out in great speed and all in one breath. Exactly what he was up to. I found a frog yesterday in the yard. I chased it back to the edge of the yard, but it went to the woods. I followed your rules and didn't go into the woods. But the frog came back for revenge and croaked all night long outside my window. Literally every time I tried to close my eyes, it croaked. Ryder paused to take in another deep breath and again, in great speed, told her that his mission today was to catch that frog. Phew, that was a lot to take in at 8 a.m. Mom stood wide-eyed, hanging on every word. While she was happy he had a mission for the day, She insisted he still needed to eat breakfast. So Ryder sat down and scarfed his food up so fast his family just watched in shock. I've got to go now. Need to catch that frog, Ryder shouted, and out the back door he went. He could hear Mom's voice shouting from a distance. Do not go into the woods. Stay in our yard. And I mean it. Ryder was mid-stride in his sprint to the backyard and shouted in response. What? I couldn't hear you! And continued to run toward the tree line with a wide grin. Because he did in fact hear his mom. He'd heard her just fine. When he got to the tree line, just on the edge of what he was now calling the Forbidden Woods, for dramatic effect, he stopped and listened. No croaking. Hmm. He thought to himself. This was the same time when I found him in the yard yesterday. Maybe he will be back, and when he does return, I will need a plan. So Ryder ran to the garage to try to find some supplies to catch the frog. He was a bit winded from the long run, as the garage was pretty far from the edge of the backyard. Ryder opened the door and headed in. He found an empty ice chest to sit on and catch his breath, where he plopped down and thought, What am I going to need to catch this frog? He began to list off the things he might need. A bucket, some fishing string, bait, something to use as a tank to hold him in. Hmm, What else? What else? When he finished his list, he began tearing through the garage boxes to find the needed items. By the time he was almost done collecting them, the garage had turned into a disaster zone. Boxes were falling down, open boxes were tipped over, and the contents were rifled through and spread about the garage floor. Ryder was dangling halfway in and halfway out of the box with his feet off the ground when he thought he heard his dad coming. He wiggled his way out of the box, gathered a few things he had found, and ran for his life. What in the? Those loud words echoed from the garage, surely scaring off the frog, if it had come back while Ryder was hunting for supplies. It was pretty obvious that Ryder's dad had found the mess he had made. If Ryder was lucky, his dad would assume that raccoon somehow got into the garage and caused the disaster. But for now, Ryder had a mission to complete and nothing could get in his way. He took the long run back to the tree line with his tools in his hand. In his search, he found a rusty bucket, a rope instead of a fishing string, and a hand-held shovel. He wasn't sure what he'd do with it all, but he thought they might come in handy. Chapter 3 The Trap. Ryder's mom had just walked out the back door to check on him. Perfect timing. He was technically still in the backyard and had not ventured into the woods. As she got closer to Ryder, she shouted, Ryderoo, have you found him yet? No, nothing yet, he shouted back. Well, you'll find him, bud. Be patient, suggested his mom, as she turned and made her way to the garage to see what dad was yelling about. Phew, that was a close one said Ryder. But now that mom was passing back and forth from the house to the garage, he really couldn't break the rules. If I got caught crossing over into the Forbidden Woods, then I would get grounded for sure, he said to himself. He couldn't imagine being grounded during his first week in the new house. So he sat and thought of the best ways to catch the frog without going into the woods. When Ryder would take time to think through ideas, things would get a little crazy before he would find a realistic path forward. Oftentimes, his imagination would take over and his plans would start to get wildly elaborate. Much like his first idea on how to catch the frog, Ryder began muttering to himself, I just need to rent a crane, teach James how to operate it, Have him lower me into the Forbidden Woods with the boom arm because technically I wouldn't be stepping foot in the woods. See, I can follow the rules, Ryder said, patting himself on the back for that thought. He continued on, elaborating. Once I'm lowered in, I can catch the frog from above, then have James use the crane arm to bring me back to the yard. Hmm, he thought, tapping his chin. Where does one rent a crane? he wondered. While the idea was fun, it was clearly going to take too long. Not to mention the fact that it was just a little bit unrealistic. After a few more big ideas, Ryder finally decided to switch gears and think of how he could accomplish his goal with what he actually had. The only thing he could think of that was practical was to make a trap. He would need a stick to hold up the bucket, and some bait to attract the frog to the opening. All the good sticks were a little deeper into the woods, but he couldn't risk getting busted for just a stick. So he settled for a decent sized branch in his yard that he could prop under the bucket. He tied the rope to the handle and found a dead bug to place underneath the opening once the bucket was propped upside down. The plan was to pull the rope when the frog came to eat the dead bug dropping the bucket down and trapping the frog inside. This seemed like a solid plan. Now to wait, Ryder said to himself as he hid off to the side, just out of sight from the woods entrance. Fifteen minutes went by, which felt like hours to Ryder, and still nothing. No frog, no croaks, but he couldn't give up. After all, this frog had kept him up all night. Just then, Ryder suddenly realized he had forgotten his camera. He argued back and forth with himself on whether or not he should run back to his room to get it, but in the end decided not to because he didn't want to miss the frog if it made its way to the trap. Suddenly, he heard leaves crunching in the distance. Not a loud crunch like a large animal but more of a shuffling made by something much smaller. He was desperately hoping it was that frog. Sure enough, a second later, he heard a croak. It was the frog. Yes, Ryder whispered to himself, just quiet enough not to scare away the frog. He could hear it hop closer and closer. Ryder's anticipation grew with every hop. It didn't take long before the frog was finally close enough that Ryder had him in his sights. The offending amphibian was hopping and stopping and looking around, then hopping and stopping again. Come on, just a little closer. He eagerly encouraged under his breath. Just then, his brother swung open the back door and yelled for Ryder. He yelled so loud, he heard him from across their massive backyard. James always had a way of ruining his plans. Ryder was furious. The frog must have gotten spooked and hurried back into the woods, because he was nowhere to be seen or heard. Thanks a lot, Ryder yelled back to his brother as he stomped his way toward the house. "'Chill, bro. What's your problem?' asked James in a relaxed tone. Ryder was too mad to even begin to explain what had happened. "'What do you want, anyway?' asked Ryder. "'Mom said I could take the car into town and told me I have to take you with me. "'So go get dressed. You're covered in dirt. "'She will freak out if you get in her car dirty.'" This was particularly surprising because their mom had just gotten a new car before the move. It was new, red, shiny, and usually off-limits to James. Ryder was frustrated because his brother basically had to be babysat so he didn't get himself into trouble. He didn't want to go, and that caused a brief scuffle between the two boys. However, after being put into a headlock by James, Ryder begrudgingly agreed to ride along.